All right, blurb me up. I'm going to edit this in the morning. What do you want me to do? Blurb what? me up. Mm, I'm very busy. Blur- please, please send a blurb. You know they're bad when I write them. Straight from the Straight Red Plex, you are listening to Straight Red. I am your host, Jeff Ross, and with me, as always, a man who said he does not believe, in principle, to the concept of the state of Tennessee, Alex S. Kibler. (laughs) Alex, is it that you don't recognize their statehood, that they have a right to be a state? What's going on? They, They don't have an income tax, which to me, as a Trump supporter... Sorry, I just thought I'd get a rise out of you, but you're just going to sit there and drink. I lived in Tennessee. I have no problem with Tennessee whatsoever. They don't have the best drivers in the world, but they, they, they're, they're, you ever notice though, let me take that back. Tennessee drivers, you're probably just fine. You ever notice how like, you lived in what, in Minnesota as a kid, right? Did people talk about like, Wisconsin drivers or Illinois drivers? Like, oh man, it's always people from another state that give you, that you're like, oh, those people, they can't drive. People say that about Virginia, and I'm from Virginia, and we talk about Tennessee people. Tennessee didn't, people. Hold on. A second ago, didn't you say you were from Tennessee? <laughs> no, I lived in Tennessee. Oh, these stories are too And they drove just fine. It was the whole – listen, why can't we all just get along? Jeff, that's my, that's my real principle here. Why can't we all just agree that we're all bad drivers? That can't be possible. I'm a terrible that driver. can't be possible. Are you? No, I'm actually a pretty good driver. I, you cannot commit to any of your your statements today. I, I have a, a manual transmission car, and that sounded really weird. I know every part of it was accurate, but just the way it was phrased. <laughs> manual transmission, transmission car. <laughs> it just sounded strange. My car is a stick shift, and see that I'm familiar. I with. can't. It makes it really Dixie can't drive a stick, so I have to drive everywhere. Which, if you're going to, you know, Ikea, it's not a problem. But, like, when I drove home, it's 10 hours. Wait a second. Wait a second. How often are you driving? You live in the city. Not very often at all. In fact, I only have my my car up here during the summertime. But when you drive any distance, you immediately regret being the only person in the vehicle who can operate the vehicle. (laughs) <laughs> really any distance i'm just gonna like teach it. people i'm I'm gonna teach everyone i know like hey let's go let's learn how to drive a stick all right here's the kicker dixie can drive a motorcycle which is also a manual transmission she has her motorcycle a license different type of vehicle it's a it's a manual transmission Jeff. i uh, the, operating a motorcycle is not the same as operating an automobile i'm not implying that it is do you can you operate a motorcycle jeff no okay i can but i can drive a car I could do both, which is great. Um, okay. But I'm telling you, they're both manual. It's not hard. It's not hard. Jeff, can you drive a manual? No. We didn't have one. Hashtag war on Jeff. No. Uh, My family didn't have one. How am I supposed to just like steal one? Where is this going to come from? You know, it's so interesting. So many people in 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 America, like kids now, they've never even seen one. Some of them haven't. What are you talking about? What is this? No, I just what came from Spain, and every car that I was in the entire time I was in Spain was a manual transmission. And so you, 
but now like you, it's you almost can't find a manual transmission. There's only certain cars that even have them anymore. Even definitely the cheapest cars. Have yeah, them. yeah, but like even some of those, uh, you you know, for every one stick, they sell maybe thirty automatics. Wow, this has been a really great tr- conversation, Jeff. According to Bankrate.com. <laughs> What? Hold on. That's your source? Hold on. <laughs> Louisiana is the worst state for drivers. Louisiana. Gingers, if, if any of you leave in Louisiana, or Louisiana, however you say it. Well, you also s- said live real weird. But go ahead. If you all live in Louisiana, let us know. I want to know how bad your drivers are. I'm really genuinely interested. Or just in general, Gingers, if, if you think your state has the worst drivers... Tweet at us at Straight Red Pod. I'd love to hear some poor driving stories from these great fine American states. It's going to be great. Literally, no one will respond, or or they'll they'll do what you say and they'll refer to whatever state neighbors them. Exactly, like in Pennsylvania will be like people in New Jersey are the worst. They're the worst. They can't drive. They can't drive. You know who I'm had can, a really I'm, long and depressing drive this past weekend, Jeff? You? Anyone associated with? FC Dallas. The drive from Houston back to Dallas had to have been a long, somber experience. I will say this. If you're in Texas, you need to fly between these cities. They are nowhere near each other. They aren't. Uh, And these two teams are nowhere near each other this past weekend. Houston, five. FC Dallas, nil. Jeff, this is an example of one of those games where if you're Dallas... Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. What a bad match if you're Dallas. But Houston, those are the kinds of games you need to have. Well, and you Five need to take goals at home. Right. And kudos to you for taking advantage of all those situations. You know, um, we're going to talk a little bit about NYCFC here in a few minutes. Um, but what you saw at a Houston this game was that they, yes, they had those opportunities to to put the game away. And they took every single one of them. You know, Dallas came back in that second half and looked more themselves. They just couldn't put anything away. Um, they, they looked a little bit, you know, more chipper. But they also didn't have any sort of uh, semblance of continuity in the in the midfield. They were very disjointed in the midfield. They were relying too much on their athletes, I think. And in the midfield of Houston, uh, just absolutely overwhelmed them. Um, Dallas really had a hard time keeping any meaningful possession anywhere other than sort of across their back line. But I mean, it's what happens when you get it—you have an own goal. You have a goal where the ball, you know, pops between two defenders and right to the attacker in front of the goalkeeper, and he scores. I mean, everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong. Very much so. If you got on I forty-five right now, it would take you three hours and twenty-four minutes. That to sounds drive horrific. That's from horrifying. Houston to Dallas. You gotta fly. That state's too big. They need to do something about that. Do you want to talk about the soccer now instead of the (sighs) drive? Just saying. Just saying. Texas. These places are not close to each other. Anywho, this is the Houston circa 2007. This is is a great performance from this team. And Andrew Wenger. Uh, That might be the signing of the offseason all of a sudden. He he played lights out for them in this this match. Two assists, one goal of his own. He he, had a great night. he, He can has as you clearly saw a great crossing ability but he also had you know and, and part of that i guess was to to make up for the loss of Brad Davis but but he also 
clearly has the ability to run at people, which you didn't get out of a Brad Davis. So it's 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 really exciting to see sort of what Houston can now do with all the width that they're able to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, incredible stuff. He had two assists in this match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Two assists and a goal of his own. He had a, he had a great night. Will Bruin got on there. I mean, the people you wanted to see score goals for Houston scored goals. Uh, uh, no Kubo Torres, though. I, what, what's going on here? Did he play? He didn't play. Well, that's his problem. <laughs> like That's that's what slowed him down. He didn't get into the game. He was on the bench. Explains you know, Will Bruin had a goal up top. Uh, Ricardo Clark out of the midfield had a goal. Um, Rico. Yeah. And, of course, an own love goal, which is... Love it. Uh, but let me just say this about FC Dallas. I still think this is a good team. No, they are. I really but I do. think what you're now seeing, and ideally, I guess it's not a bad thing that this is happening very early on in the season, but you're in a situation as an FC Dallas supporter where now, you now realize your team mentally is very young. You know, you, you, you have players who've been around a lot longer who, in this situation, might have been able to sort of weather the storm a little bit. Um, because by the time they got to halftime, the game was over. And mm-hmm. you really you want to try to stop the bleeding if things do go wrong early on, which they did. And what you saw out of FC Dallas is that they did not have the mental composure to do that. True. But it's not only that they're mentally young. They are young. That's yeah. a young team. That's a very, very young team. I know some online were getting on Jesse Gonzalez's case. I mean, what do you want the young man to do, being under that kind of barrage of shots? Uh, he, 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 he can't stop them all, folks. I, and I, I believe we're, we're going to see much, much brighter days from him. And MC Dallas is going to have better days. But this was a very, very good match from Houston. Uh, I do want to see their away form before yeah. I can get on board with Houston. Because sure. uh, last year, they actually played pretty well at home as well. I want to see how Owen Coyle has adjusted now that he has an MLS season under his belt. Because there are just these details about travel. Just for example, Dallas, three-hour drive away. Like, that alone to play an in-state rival. Like, there's this whole travel aspect in MLS that I think foreign coaches underestimate until it's looking at them in the face. Uh so we'll see. But a lot of hope for FC Dallas and FC Dallas fans. It will turn around, but 5-0, that's a tough, that's a tough one to stomach. Very tough. But we, I, I want to I jump back to the city that never sleeps. That's New York, by the way. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. Well, you, you, you said nothing, so I was concerned. No, I, I, lost I was completely. waiting for what you were going to say. <sighs> New York City Football Club 2 Toronto Football Club, also too. We should have won this game, Jeff. Uh, yeah. What happened? Explain we couldn't put us. the game away. It, well, first of all, it was like my little cousin was playing FIFA. We played, I think, what I think was a 3-6-1 or a 2-7-1 or something. I don't know what you call this thing. <laughs> when, they, when they sent out this formation, I'm like, I don't know what this is. It, it does. It looks like something I would trot out in a video game. But it actually makes a ton of sense. We play on a very narrow pitch. And essentially what happened was, because of how many bodies we had in the midfield, once Pirlo got the ball from the back line, everyone else pushed forward, which in, in turn made the entire Toronto team push backward. Toronto was paying, playing out of the back for the entire you know, first half, and it was really a counterattacking effort from Toronto. You, know, you had two 
pieces of brilliance from Javinko. One, an inch-perfect free kick right at the death of the first half. And then Javinko being Javinko and nutmegging Frederick Briand for the second goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was saying with Dallas, um, Houston was able to put those chances away. New York City FC was not. We should have been up 4-5-0 early on in this match. And we let sort of Toronto linger and hang around. And, you know, if you're Toronto, you're playing for the draw as soon as that first goal goes in against you. And we let this team hang around. We could have put the game away, and it didn't happen that way. Let's see. 15 shots, 7 on target, 2 goals. You should have had at least another one. Yeah, I, I think I think there should have been at least one more. Uh, if I were, if I was, were sure. If <laughs> if I was an NYCFC fan, I still have defense concerns. But four points start the season. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Uh, but I, I I would have the same kind of concerns that I'm looking at ostensibly the same team I was looking at the end of last season. Uh, we can, you can score goals. That's very useful, but you're not stopping them. That being said, you're up against a strengthened Toronto. This is a better Toronto side. Than Much we better Toronto side. And I think, I think anyone who's given the eye test to NYCFC is that they're playing with a lot more technical expertise than they did under Jason Kreiss. You can tell that they want to try to play the ball on the ground a lot more and, and less sort of lumping it forward, for better or worse. Um, you know, the only time the ball really gets up in the air that is either for a cross or if Pirlo's switching the field. So it's it's been it's been a, uh, in my opinion, a more positive start than we could. And, and here's the thing: unless you're a crazy person, mm-hmm. you have a goal, you have a, a game on the road, and then you have a game at home against Toronto. If you'd have told an NYCFC supporter, uh, "Hey, here's four points," and they didn't take it, they're they're a crazy person. Oh, they, they take the four points, especially with how last season ended. You 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 want to start with good momentum, and in the East, you need every well, not that you don't in the West, but like four points right now can be a difference maker coming the end of the season. We know how close that gets when it's all said and done. So let me say this: Via, I thought looked really good today. He did or not today in this particular match. I thought Via looked good. Uh, I like Tommy Mack out there. Uh, Pirlo looked good. Yeah, Pirlo, Pirlo, Pirlo good. did what he needed to do. Pirlo actually had several pretty important tackles in this match, which it's hilarious to say. But I, he had two slide tackles and a few other tackles. I'm like, look at you, Pirlo. You, you yeah. get the sense that he was trying to like keep his wine from spilling the whole time. That's sort of the, the motion that he <laughs> That's made. How he but, yeah. <laughs> That's how he always looks. But look, he, he looks way too relaxed. Yeah, <laughs> but it's effective, right? So it, Hey, it's worked his entire career. Tony Taylor, I expected a little more from in the home match. Uh, first team Ginger Kyrie Shelton, sort of a mixed game. Yeah, mixed bag for Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie, you know, you, you can tell he just has gobs of talent. He just needs to be a little bit more decisive with his passes. Um, can we talk about second half substitution just signed to this team? Yeah, days ago. Steven Mendoza. Who is this kid? Uh, he's fast is what he is. He's a freak. Um, here's the thing. When we have some of the, in the Eastern Conference anyway, some of the fastest attacking talent on this team all of a sudden. A healthy Tony Taylor, Kyrie Shelton, the Steven Mendoza kid, and Villa's no slouch himself. He can, he can beat a player one-on-one. Um, all of a sudden, we are in a position where if we can get a good ball out of the midfields, you can actually make those runs, splitting the, the, the center backs, make those runs into the channel, channels, and get the ball down on the attacking end of the pitch really, really fast. So... 
we didn't necessarily have that when we, you know, all we really had up top was a Mullins or a Nemich to play off of Villa oh, uh, last season. Uh, yeah, bring that name back. Um, so I think it's it can't be anything but a positive having so many attacking options. And for those of you gingers who don't know the name or why it just came up, Stephen Mendoza, uh, Colombian player, twenty three years young, Kid, young yeah. man, little short, five seven. Well, short guy. Uh, plays for Corinthians, technically on loan to New York City. Didn't get all that much done stats-wise at Corinthians, but he was on loan last season to the Indian Super League. Do you get that one on your cable package? I Do don't. You get the Indian I don't. Super League? It, it, well, well I, we may, but I'm too busy watching the Scottish Premiership. So. That's very true. <laughs> Apparently, he won the Golden Boot. Yeah, with like 12 goals or something, but still. Yes, I have no idea if that's good or bad. (laughs) Good for him. 13 goals. But there's also, what what is the other award that he won? They have some other award in in this Indian Super League. It's like, uh, oh God, it's hilarious. Hang on. Uh, Steven Mendoza. Let's see what he has here. He won the... Hero of the League. Hero of the League. He won Hero of the League. (laughs) Can we have a Hero of the League? Now I'm going to have to find how I can watch the Indian Super League. Yeah, they have heroes there. Ginger's, I'm distracted now. What is a hero of the league? I don't know, but we should get one. Is this on some bizarre channel here? I bet it's not. I don't think it is. Uh, And also the first match without Andrew Jacobson, who was dealt uh, to Vancouver Whitecaps this uh, past midweek. So I think you're starting to see the midfield, the starting midfield start to really be decided now for NYCFC. Conspicuously, another non-game for Quadwell Poku. There's a lot of Didn't mumbling. Didn't dress for this game. Yeah, there's a lot of mumbling that he might be being shopped right now. Um, and I can see how he's not technical enough for Vieira. Like, I, I can understand if, if that's what Vieira wants. Quadwell Poku doesn't give you that. Quadwell Poku would be amazing for a team like an FC Dallas, who, who wants to run at people. Um and I think, I, I think he's going to sort of be underutilized if he does stay here. Mm-hmm. And if we can get some some money to maybe keep Mix under the cap or something like that, I say you 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 shop him. I would be sad to see Poku go. I, I think he could play there. This question about his uh, tactical and and technical abilities even came up last season. Yeah, Maybe I did. Suspect that's why Jason Christ wasn't starting Poku in these games. Um, he. <laughs> Just from watching him play, he still seems like someone who would do well in MLS. So if he's leaving NYCFC, I believe somebody would absolutely pick him up. And he'll get minutes. Oh, yeah. Just the physical talents he has. Somebody can get him productive minutes. But I'd like to see him stay in New York. Uh, Patrick Vieira did speak to this. Um, He did hint that you will be seeing Poku. But he also seemed to hint that there were concerns about his technical ability so who knows we'll see we'll see but let's uh i know we have other things to move on to but i do want to at least point out toronto kept their head in the game in a way that they did not a year ago correct they were down two nil for almost entire half stayed in this game got a great goal in stoppage time first half minutes and kept fighting and of course, Sebastian Javinko makes magic out of nowhere. Um, worth every penny. He's a guy that there's been swirling rumors around that uh, European teams are going to come back for him. I hate to say it. I wouldn't be surprised if someone comes by as soon as this summer. Yeah, and I think if he has this, the beginning, 
that he had uh, sort of – he has the form that he has at the beginning of this year that he had at the end of last year. I think you're going to have a hard time keeping him in the MLS. And, and I think, frankly – you know, if a team comes along and, dare I say it, offers them $10, 15000000 million to Toronto, they're insane not to take it. Oh, you have to take the deal. I know it's not quite where we as MLS fans want the league to be. We want to be at that point where you can turn down 10 or $15 million. But there's no team in the league, none of them. That's going to say, oh, no, 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 we'll hold on to this player. You keep your $10 million. Well, especially, take especially you know, in, 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 with some of these super teams, you know, because te- teams like a Manchester City or teams like uh, that are really going to – they're not afraid to take a flyer on 10 or 15 guys and see who actually works out. And you mm-hmm. bet that if, if he plays the way that he's been capable of playing, that he will at least get a look from a top European team. Uh, and just one last note on that. The rumors, Gingers, is Chelsea – right now that's a rumor oh and keep an eye on this rookie on toronto subasa endo midfielder just signed uh this he's brand new this season came out of the super draft looked very strong in the midfield i know he did get subbed out in the 59th but just keep an eye on this kid i I think he's going to be something special and he has a great story look that up on your free time gingers it's 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 a good one in other action. Well, here's the thing. Ooh. We're about to talk about... We're Oh, sorry. You, you, you have your hand up. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I finished my thought. There were some goals this past weekend. Oh, my goodness. Some beautiful goals this past weekend. We're about to talk about several of them. First, moving to Kansas City, Kansas. They're on that side of the river. They are on that side. SKC 2, Vancouver Whitecaps 1. Both, if you haven't seen either of these goals, both goals for SKC are beautiful examples of both individual talent for the first one and team goal scoring for the second one. Do yourself a favor, watch these goals. They're some of the prettiest goals you're going to see all year. Dom Dwyer with a rocket off the underside of the bar. And then the second goal, a great team goal. Graham Soucy makes a couple people miss on the left wing, plays it across. Chance Myers hits it first time back across the box. Dom Dwyer taps it in. I mean, beautiful team play. Uh, I think Vancouver are a little too disjointed right now. I, I think Kakuta Mane especially trying to mm. do far too much himself and, and not allowing other players. You know, he'll get hit the, himself into these amazing positions and then tries to do everything on his own. And I don't think you can do that against a lot of the defenses in this league. I've got a couple of of concerns about Vancouver. I thought they were going to come into this season a bit stronger. They've dropped two matches. They have. Now, they did did have a very disgustingly cynical um, challenge from Smith, and they were down a man for almost an entire half, or I think more than a half, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it wasn't just they got blown out of the water here. But I think... You're not getting the type of play that you were expecting out of uh, Morales, Mane, and Teixeira, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they connected so well last season. But I I also think that you just saw great individual performances from, from Kansas City who, that were clearly the difference here. Well, Dom Dwyer had a great, great night. Yeah. Uh, as we often see from Dom Dwyer, uh, eight shots from Dom Dwyer, but two of them went in. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not a bad day at the office. Uh, also, congratulations to Dom Dwyer and his wife, Sydney LaRue. They're having a boy. 
future men's national team superstar. Yeah, do we sign him up now? I think you what do. do, do? How, does, how does the discovery rights process work? I don't know. We're going to have to speak <laughs> can to we, the last Can record. I somehow submit a discovery claim? <laughs> for like my someone has to pay you to yeah, sign this yeah, kid. yeah yeah i'll take I'll, I'll i'll do it for like 100 bucks 100 bucks takes discovery consider right. this my discovery claim oh man future uh <laughs> men's a hall of fame player yeah whoever yeah. this child's name yeah, is gonna know. be but we now know having a boy good for him uh great night from him great night from the team looked very strong and of course kansas city came out in force great supporters there at the renamed children's mercy park yeah and and dom dwyer boldly states that he's going to score 30 goals this year i don't Um, buy that i don't either but if if he can all of a sudden start to finish like he has been recently it's it's totally possible He's not scoring 30 goals. No, he's not going to score. I, I just wanted to make that point. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen. San Jose, two. Portland Timbers, uno. Jeff. Quietly, San Jose, six points in the West. Yep. Now, but here's the thing. This, is, this should not come as a surprise. They were amazing, sort of quietly amazing at home last year anyway. Um, they, Avaya has been a fortress for them since that building went up. Um, and it's not it's not as if Portland didn't have chances. Portland had chances. Portland oh, yeah. had plenty of chances. Oh, yeah. um, so it, it has nothing to do with that. But you're also seeing that you know Portland Portland is not a team that's going to put four or five or six goals past you. That's not how they operate. Well, that happened to LA last year. <laughs> it did, but but they're 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 more a grinded out type of team. And when you know, goals like Quincy Ameriquois' goal happen Gingers, against you. Stop everything. You <laughs> need to look at this goal. If, if you don't know what he's talking about when he said a Quincy Ameriquois goal, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go online right now. Look this up. It is that's goal of the year candidate. It, it Alex. could be goal of the year. We may have already seen goal of the year in week two. It's possible that that's goal of the year. Um, I was beautiful. watching that happen live. I'm like, this. That, no, like while it's while he's kicking, I'm like, that can't be happening. This thing I'm I'm seeing can't be. What thirty five yards or so? A chip from thirty five yards, inch perfect, upper ninety, back left corner. Oh God, it was just a thing of beauty. It was a thing of beauty. Do yourself a favor, go watch this goal. But just, San yeah. Jose, you know, they sort of hang around. I, I like watching. Them play. I think the rain and the weather in this um, in this game really helped San Jose out with their sort of scrappy method of play. But I think you got good performances from almost everyone from San Jose, and I think you got you know you uh, Espria and Adi were relatively quiet. Nagby had a decent game, but they hit the woodwork several times too. Um, they did. They got on Milano the hit one that just was a. a Absolute laser beam that cr- that just smashed into the crossbar in the first half. So it, it wasn't it wasn't from lack of chance creation uh, for Portland, but you got to put these chances away. You absolutely do, and I think Portland was also hurt by the fact that Liam Ridgewell was a late scratch. Yes, and was injured, I believe, on Friday uh, and was not there. Of course, this. Being a sport, these things happen. You still have to – it's a next man up situation. You need to be able to play. And if if any team can play in rain and like soggy conditions, you would think Portland would be a team to do this. It's like Portland, Seattle, those are the types of teams you can, who play in this all the time. Uh, but it did – just watching the game, it seemed to favor San Jose. 
maybe it's the hometown crowd. I don't know. But congratulations to San Jose and the San Jose faithful for coming out for that game and a well-deserved win. They, they did outplay. San Jose's got a little bit of a tough stretch, though, coming up, uh, Jeff. They are away at L.A., Mm-hmm. Uh, this weekend, home against DC United, away at Dallas, home against Red Bulls, away at Portland, home against SKC are their next several matches. So th- we're really going to learn a lot more about the San Jose Earthquakes when those games start to roll through. If they get if they get a point or a point and a half per mm-hmm. game out of these matches, all of a sudden you're you're feeling pretty good about the playoffs this year if you're an Earthquakes fan. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a rough stretch that they have upcoming. That's that's not going to be easy going by any by any stretch of the imagination. But get, if you're a San Jose Earthquakes fan going into that part of the schedule, you'll know who this team really is. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot about yourself, I think, coming up very very shortly. And and that's what you want to see. Also, Portland, it was it was a bad night, but I, I don't think they're by any stretch out of this. No, this is, just, this is a match where you, you take the result as it is, but you also had plenty of positives coming out of this match in terms of your attack. So you you can't get too down on yourself for this. Now, if you start to have game after game after game of of poor finishing, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there's some questions that need to start being asked. But right now, you created plenty. You just didn't put those chances away don't don't worry about it those chances will go in at some point just some other scores before oh sorry you were saying well just because we're talking about portland there was a little bit of news about portland oh yeah got a contract extension Mm -hmm. using tam for that i'm not going to pretend to understand what this is if you're playing our home game (laughs) this is a way that teams can pretend that they have money and pay so Allocation money in general is used to get players' salaries under the salary cap. TAM is generally speaking used for a player. It's it's a lot more money, and the idea is that you can get a player who is in the five to eight hundred thousand dollars per year range underneath the salary cap and not have them count as a designated player. So they're spending that money on Fernando Adi, which I think is a good investment. I think he's done a lot for them. Um, could you get? Better production out of someone else for that amount of money? You know, that's neither here nor there. Um, well, that's, that's tough to tell because keep in mind, Fernando Adi has the highest goal scoring total for any Timbers player since they became an MLS team. He does. And, and I and also he hasn't think even been there the whole time. If you're not going to spend this money on, on talent that already knows how to play in this system, then I think that would be a mistake also. So I, I think that this is a good move both for Portland and for Fernando Adi. And um, Darren Maddox, young yeah. Darren Maddox. Trade confirmed. Vancouver to Portland, putting Darren Maddox back under the tutelage of his college coach at Akron, Caleb Porter. Is he going to get the Darren Maddox back that we saw in his first season in Vancouver? He may, but my my initial thought here is who's coming off the field to get Darren Maddox on the pitch. Good question. I don't know. You know, I, that that's that's my initial thought here is that there's not strangely, you know, this move was made and I don't see personally, I don't see an immediate need for another forward. I mean, you're getting, you know, I don't know. You already have three forwards. Where where's Maddox going to play? Unless you think unless you think that he can give you some width, which he may be able to do sort of late in a match. But I don't think he's going to get starting minutes, do you? Lucas Milano's well, been playing out of his mind. And, and, and this is why I don't quite understand the move. It's one, obviously you're keeping Adi, you just paid him. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You're, yeah. You're not you're not trading him right now. Um 
I'm not entirely certain the the logic behind the Maddox move for the Timbers. I get it for Vancouver. Yeah. They weren't playing him anyway, and they weren't seeing the production they wanted to see. And I do get it from a generic footballing stance because Maddox plays well for Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he doesn't have talent. Oh, he has the talent. He 100% has the talent. And it could be you need the change of scenery, just Vancouver is not the place for you. And maybe playing for a coach that perhaps has figured him out from a psychological standpoint may be better for both him and the team. And I don't think if you're the Portland Timbers, you make this trade just for fun. This is someone who you're going to play. I just don't get it. That's mm-hmm. all. I was kidding. But anyway, other scores. Other scores from around the league. Uh, Friday night, uh, Orlando won, Chicago won. Uh, I think I think what you're, you can really take out away from this mm-hmm. is how much Kaká was the engine for this Orlando City team. They need him uh, back. They need him back in a hurry. Um, if you're – sorry, go ahead. Where was uh, Aurelian Collin? You know, he, he didn't, didn't play. I don't believe he did. He play last week. I don't think he nope. played last week. Is he available? Because mm. that's a lot of money. I think he gets like he was on the bench thousand. apparently. But that's a, that is a lot of money to be spending on a center back that you're going to be have that's going to be a but bench warmer for you. Yeah. That, Can that's you a imagine lot of him over at New York City? I, I would love to have an Aurelian Collin on this team. Just putting it out there, Just or anybody else there. for that matter, if he's fallen out of favor. In Orlando. New England nil, D.C. United nil. Um, D.C. continuing to sort of scrape and scratch and and playing unattractive soccer like they do in D.C. <laughs> you know, they were in this match. I I, I, I don't know. I, I think if you're D.C. United, you've got you've to start to find um, – when you watch them play, they, they look a lot to me like a team that is expecting the person who's on the ball to do all the work. And I think mm-hmm. I think you need to get a little bit more positivity out of that team as a whole. Of course, going to New England is never an easy place to play. Montreal 3, Red Bulls 1. Nightmare start for the New York Red Bulls. What? Um, Awful. They're, they're on my list with Vancouver for a shock start to the season. Yeah. Um, you know, the Red Bulls... Montreal is a tough place to play. I don't want to take anything away from from the impact. The impact all of a sudden are playing some really, really, really good soccer. But considering that the Red Bulls haven't yet scored a goal, to me, is shocking. They, they're two matches in. They have no goals forced. Five allowed. Um, they need to turn that shit they, around. Something needs fast, to happen really real quick. Uh, I'm just going to say this about Montreal. This was 3-0 for Montreal. This is a Montreal without Drogba and without Cameron Porter. And yeah. They're still winning matches. Yeah, this is a real team, um, and this is going to sound very, very strange, Gingers. And I still don't have my full explanation for why this is how I feel. But the Montreal Impact are the most European-like side in the league. Mm. Do you want to elaborate? I can't right now. It's just a feeling. <laughs> it's just a feeling. But what I mean by that is that this this team. This team plays a very attractive form of soccer. They maybe it's because they're from a French-speaking area. Maybe that's why. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, and what their kits look like, they look like uh, Syria kits. <laughs> they really do. Um, but they just they just feel like they're from somewhere else. They feel very foreign to MLS right now. They play attractive soccer. I like watching they, them play soccer. And they look good, and they look good without the big names. Imagine this team with Drogba in that lineup. Yeah. 
that they're going to be Camper. they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the East this season. Keep an eye RSL out. two, Seattle Sounders one. At what point, if you're a Seattle fan, do you start to panic? Right now, Are you, you're already right panicking. Now. Right now, this is a team. I, this isn't going to come to a shock to any of our Sounders fans. This is a team that needs to be playing much like L.A. for the MLS Cup this year. Not not to just squeak by and make it to the playoffs. They, they they're playing for trophies, right? And they have never been to the MLS Cup final, let alone won one. They've gotten everything else. We gotten everything else. And this fan base is demanding it. And this is not what you want to see from an RSL side that I am still not sold on. I'm not either. But you know, the riot is notoriously a tough place to play. Um, well, last year it wasn't, no. but I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. So I, I, I just think, you know, hopefully Siggy isn't in this group, but I think a lot of people underestimated just how much of an of the offensive engine for Seattle was because of Obafemi Martins. Um, all of a sudden, you now have loss. you now have basically their entire attacking six that look uncomfortable in the positions that they're in. Um, Clint Dempsey specifically. So I, 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 I you know, I, I, and, and not to be, you know, mean about it, but I was on the record last year of talking about how much it really is just about those two guys. And now you lose one of them and you have to sort of make up for it. And I'm not sure a college kid from Stanford's the, the immediate answer for that. I like Morris, but he's not Obafemi Martins. No, and, he's, and he, he doesn't play he like Obafemi Martins. Yeah. It's like it's not going to happen. But that was never the intent with that signing. If you're ownership, this is not reassuring. No. This Col- is not reassuring. You know what else is reassuring? Colorado won LA Galaxy nil. Jeff. Ooh. Jeff. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Tell us about it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. LA has – I'm not going to give the excuse that some people say like, oh, it's a game in altitude. They've won in Colorado. Oh, sure before. they have. Plenty of this times. This is not something that's like impossible. They did look gassed up there. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because they're still in preseason form or what. Uh, but they weren't even being like run ragged by Colorado. They actually were able to dictate the pace a lot. LA, I mean, was able to dictate the pace of the game a lot. Still lost in the 95th. From Marco, Marco Papa, Papa, a former Sounders man. Yeah. Former uh, Sounders man. But some highlights to- is that you got you got what might, I mean, a pretty good match out of Steven Gerrard. Uh, yes, once. You know, for once. And, and, and maybe his, you know, it wasn't certainly anything stellar, but might have been his best match in a Galaxy shirt. Uh, I think if you, can, if you can solve that midfield question right now, if you're L.A., then I think you'll be doing really well. I also think... You're wasting Jossie Zardes out wide. I, I've said this before. The kid's a forward. Let it, let him play up top. Uh, Mike McGee, I love Mike McGee, but you, you, there, it's two very different things that you're getting out of those players, obviously. And, and I think right now, if you're going to have to to sort of scrape out a win, I would rather have a, G, a big physical guy like Zardes in there to do that. And they need to get their act together because this coming weekend they got a California Classico with San Jose. So you and need San to Jose is... Up top of their the form right now focus up folks need to really focus up i don't know i'm still upset about it uh columbus crew one philadelphia union two alex let me ask you a question yeah is that shirt cursed i mean it, uh it might two losses be, it might be they should burn them all now in a public ceremony burn them all now with, with friends now. and family 
Um, I think more importantly, the takeaway from this is that Philly's going to beat some teams this year. Um, oh, good. They, <laughs> they need to beat somebody. No, but they, what I mean is that they sort of floundered a little bit last year, well, a lot last year, but you also got the sense that, like, oh, if they could just do a little bit more, that they would be, you know, they'd win some of these matches that they were sort of scraping by. Um, Chris Pontius. New is signing. a revelation, uh, I think, for Philadelphia. And, and I'm excited to see what he can do uh, sort of playing that, I don't know, 4-5-1 or whatever they want to call it uh, in, in Philly. Um, Sebastian Latou's reduced role in this team, um, notwithstanding, I think they have a, a core that can do, you know, they, they, they're going to be competing with for a, a playoff spot in the East this year. Columbus is a better team than they have played these past two games. Oh, 100% they Better they talent, are. better coaching, better everything. They they need to get their act together. Not they had that anybody, 60% possession against uh, Philadelphia. You can't, you can't lose at home like this. No. But on the note of ugly shirts, Alex, mm. more leaks online of new oh, Nike God. kits. Now, I don't know if this makes me feel better or worse, but worse. now there's a leak of the England kits and the they messed up France, if you can believe this, who had a beautiful... God, kit. their kits last year were so nice. They were they so looked, nice. The leaked kits, Gingers, if you haven't seen them, and maybe you shouldn't just to keep your you know innocence, look just like the U.S. national team one. It's clearly the same template. Like the, the, there's There's no effort to hide that. What is going on, Alex? And they look terrible. They all look terrible. Nobody has a better. I just, I just don't understand. I don't understand, and 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 I'm shamefully taking this comment because it speaks so well to me uh, from Reddit. But I don't understand how Nike can make Oregon like 15 uniform combinations for their football team every season. Yet some of the biggest soccering nations in the con- in the in the world all have to wear the same crappy. Looks like it came out of a a, a youth, uh, you know, jersey or supplier catalog kits. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and I'll say it right here and now, Jinders. You can write it down. I'm done. Let's put this uniform contract out to bid. Does Under Armour have a better design? Does Adidas have a better design? Anybody, Umbro, who wants to take this? Because this is ridiculous. We do this year in, year out. We need to look sharp. How come there is not, and I know we've talked about this many a time, Alex, how come there is not a standard, iconic look for the United States? Well, they need to, we, we need to pick one and stick with it. I, I'm all, we were well, talking about come, this in the pre-show. Not, how come that's not possible? I, like, I at least know. Brazil. Brazil's yellow and green. Yeah. I, I If I were to pick one, I would probably, you know, it's... My favorites are the Centennial kits with the Waldos with the, the the red and white horizontal stripes. Those are my favorites. If that's a little too sort of you know cliche for you, what's wrong with white, blue, white home kits? White shirts, blue shorts, white socks. I don't know, but we never have that. Just pick it. Just make it happen. You know, go crazy with your away kits. I don't care. Get some of those those like diamond aluminum things like Oregon has on the shoulders on the away kits. I don't care, but. If you pick a home kit and stick with it and and make it something not so terrible, because these are really bad. We need a shirt supplier who's going to take the United States seriously as a team and provide us with a look that isn't embarrassing. Is this too much to ask? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You know what bothers me the most is that I'll probably have to get one of these kits because it'll have the new crest and I don't have anything with the new crest on it. 
I'm not I'm buying not. one. Let's just Come hope on. this is all a, a, a hoax and that they're warm-up tops. This is a complicated hoax. It's a if really it's complicated a hoax. hoax. Very complicated. Young Julian Green rumored that AC Milan is looking at him. Yeah, man. That's big-time ball you're playing out there in Italy. That is big time. So he hasn't seen many, if any, Bayern Munich minutes. So, I mean, I'm not surprised by that. No, none of us really are. Uh, he needs to play. I'm not a huge fan of Syria. I prefer to see, as you know, Gingers, Americans actually play in the Bundesliga. I think that's actually a really good league for us. Um, and we do have several Americans there. I'm not claiming there aren't any Americans playing there. I would just like to see more. But... You could do a lot worse in this Serie A. France's league is much worse. Yeah, I think if you're going to... Here's the real takeaway for me. If it's a question of minutes in Serie A versus riding the bench and and, and sporadic minutes in Bundesliga, you take minutes. And so you're hoping that you're going to get minutes. Um, There's good competition in that league. Yes, there's some teams that really aren't going to give you a lot in terms of your own development. But you are going to get to play the Romas and the Fiorentinas and the Inters of the world. So you're going to have some teams that are going to give you – and Juventus. There's some teams that are going to give you you know, a way to measure yourself against the top talent – in Very the global true. game of football. So it, it's there's positives to be taken here. And, and as much as I mock it, AC Milan, that's a real club. They're oh, a it's real a real club. club. It's so, a historic yeah, club. I, I think it'd be a good move. Um, price is looking around $2 million, which sounds about right to me. Uh, but, I, again, it has to be minutes. Julian Green has to play. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people playing, we've got big name not playing. Reese Adu. Oh, for three months with a leg three fracture months. out in Philadelphia. Um, I, I I don't necessarily think... You know, Moadu was asked to do a ton last year because I, really I, 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 feel like, I feel like the attack for Philly was so disjointed that he was asked to sort of to play a lot f- more forward than maybe was necessary. I don't know if that's entirely necessary this year. If we're talking about... Moadu, yeah, obviously you want someone who can play defense but then come up and give you an attacking threat. Of course you want that. But that being said, you you would like to think that you now have a midfield in Philly that can protect that back line a little bit better, and you don't really need that kind of a play out of a out of a you know converted center back at this point. It's true. It's true, but it's it's still three months. Yeah, it's gonna be it's tough. Just, it's just such a long time. Um, and I feel for the guy. I really do. Really, really do. Great player. All right. We made it through all of that. I'm still upset about the kids, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, it, it try to contain your sadness because we have to go around the league, Jeff. Friday night on Unimas, NYCFC at home against Orlando City. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> Why? What? Every... I didn't do my normal thing. Unimas! That's what I normally okay. do. It's, uh, Would you like rather me do that? Now. Friday night on Unimas! NYCFC playoffs. How does it get worse? The Battle of the Cities. Uh, Expansion Bros for Life. Expansion Bros for Life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Orlando has been unimpressive for me um, this season. I was expecting more from Orlando. I I was, too. I know it's still very, very early in the season. I think given current form, I'm going to take the homer pick. Um, you know, if you'd asked me this before the season started, I would probably take this as a draw. But I think right now NYCFC is playing a little bit better soccer, so I, I'm going to say two one NYCFC. No, I'm also going to take a two one for New York. 
Um, and it, it does – I know it doesn't pain you, but it does pain me because I, I expected more from Orlando. Uh, but without Kaká, they look very, very different. And I, and and I they, want they that still fan base. Aaron, who is playing well. Don't and that fan wrong. base deserves really great soccer. And so I hope that they get given that at some point this season. Moving to Saturday, Chicago Ooh. plays host to Columbus. A little Midwest Five action. Clock. Yeah, baby. Also, Gingers, all these Saturday games, if you're just tuning in and this is your first episode of Straight Red Ever. Um, Interesting that this is the one strange, you came in on. I think, as well. But the uh, all the games on Saturday are, are typically local broadcast only. And so there's a great package called MLS Live available from MLSsoccer.com. We don't get paid to tell you this. God, I wish we did. Basically, what it allows you to do is to watch any out-of-market game live. There's similar packages from the NHL and from MLB and all that kind of stuff. So uh, check it out. It's pretty affordable um, if you want to sort of watch these games. Um, otherwise, they might be on your local broadcast partners. But 5 p.m., uh, CSN Plus, Time Warner Cable, SC, Ohio, great, awesome, for Columbus. Um, I uh, Two underperforming teams, although, you know, well, Chicago can score. Sh- that, that's, that's, I, don't know, I don't know if Chicago's underperforming. I think they're bad. I, I don't think they're Which particularly good. Which means they're good. performing exactly the way they should. But against a disjointed team, Chicago has the pace to maybe punish them uh, if, 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 if Columbus plays as disjointedly as they have been playing. I'm actually going to take Chicago... I might say 2-1 Chicago. If the Columbus crew wear their black kids, <laughs> all right? Which they should. Which they should. If they wear their black kits, this is 2-1 Columbus and a way win. Are you about to make a conditional pick based on the kit? But if they trot out there <laughs> in those literally piss poor white kits, <laughs> they're losing... 3-0 in Chicago. I'm telling you, though, that shirt is cursed. It's, it's cursed. Uh, Red Bulls at home, 7 p.m. Eastern against the Houston Dynamo. When's it going to turn around for these Red Bulls? Because wow. this, okay. this is a tough let, week let to do it. This. If you ask me to predict this game literally one week before the season started, this is a Red Bull win. Easy. But how they've been playing and how Houston's been playing, oh, I don't know about this one. So I'm going to split the difference here, and I'm going for a 1-1 draw. But... I'll, uh, to answer your question, the New York Red Bulls need to actually win this game. I don't think they will, but they, they need to win this game. You need to turn this thing around. The problem in New York, and it's been a problem ever since NYCFC came in, is that there's an option now. You can go support a different team, and people are. Yeah. They had 30,000 people at the game. That was the, the, the attendance quoted, and they almost had that many people actually in the seats. It was a pretty full stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah, having been there. In fact, my row was full for the first time in, in a long time. The Red Bulls have not sold out their match matches. That has no. not happened this year. And then they're they're in a smaller facility, not significantly so, but it's a smaller facility. I want to take New- Houston two one away. For this oh, you're one. taking a win for Houston. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a draw. I guess uh, New York knows that they know they need to show up for this, but. Red Bulls, get your act together. Dallas, 9 o'clock. Dallas, Montreal. This is in Dallas. FC Dallas, Montreal Impact. If you watch one game this weekend, it might want to be this one. 
Mm. Um, you know, yes, you have the Classico, the California Classico. There's some pretty good ones after this one, but this is a strong match. This is a strong match. And I think the reason that's strong is that you have a team in Montreal that's really overperforming, and you have a team in Dallas that's really underperforming. And But Dallas clearly has the athletes. I think there's going to be a back-and-forth both ends, and it's gonna, everyone's going to go home disappointed because it's going to be a 1-1 draw. I own that phrase. I'm taking a 2-0 win for FC Dallas. Oh, turn it around that quick, huh? I think they are. The 5-0 spanking that they took in Houston, they will not have forgotten that. You're at home. You're in Dallas. And Montreal has to travel very far. Montreal and Dallas, not near each other. I'll look it up later. Um, they're not near each other. And that's going to be a problem for them. I really see FC Dallas coming out with a win at home. I'm not retracting my pick, but I'll tell you, if Dallas scores first, it could get out of hand. It's going to get out of hand. Uh, Seattle at home, 10 p.m. Eastern against Vancouver Whitecaps. A little bit of Cascadia action cooking up there. To me, those are two underperforming uh, sides. Those are both two very underperforming sides. I, I would say Vancouver more so than Seattle, in my yes, opinion. Yes, yes. Uh, Seattle has had better matches. Uh, I'm taking a Seattle win here. I'm taking a 2-1 win, and Vancouver is starting the season 0-3. I, so here's the thing. If I were picking this game in a vacuum mm-hmm. by itself, I would probably agree with you. I refuse to believe that Robinson is going to allow this Vancouver Whitecaps team to start the season 0-3. And so because of that, I'm actually going to take Vancouver Whitecaps away win. Ooh. 2-1 over Seattle. I, I think Seattle Seattle all. is asking a lot of questions and they have no answers for right now. I'm not buying that at all. Ginger's LA Galaxy. at all. No, 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 no. 10-30 Portland. They're both at 10-30. Yeah, but that's the one before it. What list are you looking at? <laughs> I've got, I've got the Portland, one. Portland Timbers the at home against RSL. What are you looking at? You Fox looking 12 and KMYU. I get neither of those channels. Uh, well, I get them both. Portland winning. Yeah, me too. 2-0. Uh, I've got 1-0, but it, yeah, Portland winning. All right, yeah. fine. Although RSL has looked pretty – has looked improved. Now, I wouldn't say great. But they certainly can prove they looked a little listless last season for a lot of the year, especially during the heat of the summer. And I think they're starting to look a little bit better. Uh, finally, now on Saturday, LA Galaxy at home against San Jose, California Classico. 10.30. 10.30. I will be asleep before late. this starts. These are too late. California Classico, LA, San Jose. Uh, someone's getting a red card in this match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I think this is already going to be a chippy affair. Uh, but... In a Jeff Ross classic that's already been stolen from me. Uh, everyone's going to go home disappointed, but with a 2-2 draw. Jeff, you're going to really be mad. What, are you going to choose something stupid? LA Galaxy 1. Uh-huh. San Jose Earthquakes 2. How? Where's that? I don't... Why do you have to lie all the time? I Saturday. Do- <laughs> <laughs> no, Sunday. No, Sunday. Oh, I messed it up. <laughs> Sunday. 2.30. A local game. Yeah. Your Philadelphia Union. No. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Your pride and joy. Philadelphia Union taking on the New England Revolution. These are both teams I don't quite understand just yet. Yeah, me neither. I, I think I think with New England, you don't have they, – they look – all the little touches and all the little passes are just a little bit off. You know, they play with such cohesiveness last season during the middle of the season when they were really, really clicking. And you have not seen that from them uh, yet this season. So it's oh, – I find this one tough to pick. 
I so really do. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the safe way out. I'm gonna go with a nil nil draw. Literally, <laughs> no one's happy. Literally, no one is ever happy. New England, you know. I think simply for momentum's sake, I'm going to say 2-1 Philadelphia. I think New England's gotten a couple draws. I think Philly is starting to play with a little bit more cohesiveness. Like I said, I think they've gotten, pardon me, they've gotten way, way, way better play out of some of their new acquisitions than they were expecting to. So I think Philly can scratch this one out. DC United, 5 p.m. This one's on ESPN2. You can watch this nationally uh, at home against Colorado Rapids. I don't like this game. Why is this one of the national broadcasts? DC United. Uh, the Get Raccoon Lobby. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. I don't like this match. I'm going to watch it, of course, but who made this decision? <laughs> Excuse me. He's so mad he's coughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know. I'll take DC at home at RFK. Uh, I'll give DC one, Colorado nothing. I'm going to flip that. I think think Colorado's going to get an away win in DC. I think if Colorado can hold the Galaxy scoreless, they can hold DC United scoreless. I I genuinely think that. So I'm going to say 1-0 Colorado. I'm a believer. Uh, Sporting Kansas City at home, seven o'clock Eastern on FS1 against Toronto FC. This is going to be a good match. That's we're going to see. We're going to have to see what, how much of this stuff that Toronto's been doing is really, really, you know, they're they're playing well as a team, or if it's Javinko being Javinko. Well, I think a lot of it is Javinko being Javinko, but he's still on that team. He is. <laughs> you know, they still got him, at least for now. Uh, but Sporting KC at home. It's going to be At tough, Children's man. Mercy Park. It's difficult to make that sound intimidating with yeah. that name. They're going to be begging for mercy. Toronto for is. Children? 2-1 Sporting. I'm going to take 3-2 Sporting. Wow. So both, both wins, but I've got five goals in this game. You're a crazy person. Well, you know, you've seen my paperwork. Ways that you can get in touch with us, Gingers, at Straight Red Pod on Twitter. That's the show. At Jeff is Famous on Twitter. That's Jeff. Mm-hmm. At Alex S. Kibler on, on Twitter. That's me. Uh, straight Red at iCloud.com. Straight Red Podcast on Instagram. And Straight Red on Facebook. It's now time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Quiet time with Jeff. Jeff, what do you have for the Gingers out there this evening? Sometimes, Gingers, your computer will freeze in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> for like 20 minutes. <laughs> It, it takes six hours to restart. <laughs> oh, God, it was embarrassing. Let this be a lesson to all of you beautiful gingers out there. Don't have what may literally be a hundred tabs open in your web browser. <laughs> They'll ruin your ability to record a podcast. Don't be like me. Think of the tabs, gingers. Go forth in soccer. <laughs>Do you remember the the drink tab? <coughs> Is it gone? You happened? say remember like it's it's not a thing anymore. Uh, yeah, you, you can still get tab, which Do, is I've insane. never had a tab. Like at a bar? What that that tab I've had.